guitar. <laughs> no fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for listening and downloading. My name is Frank Salvato. Before we get into Friday's segment on America's Third Watch with Kyle Warren, I wanted to play a soundbite that was captured last week of one of the tolerant people in Washington. She's leaving Washington. She's running for mayor of Houston, Texas. Uh, This is Sheila Jackson Lee, the woman who always screams about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and tolerance, and how brutal and evil the Republicans are, and how we can never allow mean tweets or pointed statements. We must all coddle and, and kumbaya and embrace and hug. Well, in real life, she's not like that. In real life, this is what she's like. Uh, you took a piece of paper from that woman uh, regarding uh, something that was owed by Duncan Tell. Where is it? What, what date was it? All from yes. Jerome took it up, sir. I have to call him. He took it up when I switched out the picture. I'll call him. I don't want you to do a goddamn thing. I want you to have a fucking brain. I want you to have read it. I want you to say, Congresswoman, it was such and such a date. That's what I want. That's the kind of staff that I want to have. So some stupid other motherfucker did it. And, and I don't have the information. Nobody sent me the information. I need to uh, ensure my... Um, and, uh, you know, if, if Boo-Boo did it, shit-ass did it, fuck-face did it, and nobody knows a goddamn thing in my office, okay? Nothing. I gave it to you. Your job was to get it on the calendar, imprint it in your brain, or send me the information back saying, Congresswoman, I made sure that the Ovi Duncan Tell event that you gave me uh, for so-and-so date at 7 is on the fucking calendar. Not to, oh, Jerome has it. Okay, so when I called Jerome, he only sit up there like a fat ass, stupid idiot, talking about uh, what the fuck he doesn't know. Okay, both of y'all are fuck up, a fucking f. It's the worst shit that I could ever have put together. Two goddamn big ass children, fucking idiots, serve no goddamn purpose. Ain't managing nobody, nobody's respecting them, nobody gives a shit about what you're doing, and you ain't doing shit. And this is an example of it. I gave it to This is Interesting that those who scream about being tolerant and kind and embracing deep down are some of the worst people possible to be in a position of power. So if you live in Houston and you're going to be voting in this mayoral election, remember that's how she would treat you if you walked into her office. Don't vote for her. When we come back, Friday's episode of America's Third Watch. You're listening to Underground USA. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea.
course, we're broadcasting to our flagship station, AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida. And good morning to everybody at GCN, of course, who distributes the program out to our great AM and FM affiliates uh, for the program as well. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, Friday morning is here, and uh, we have an awful lot to tell you about and to talk about. And we're glad that you're there. Somebody else that we're glad is there this morning, of course, is our good friend Frank Salvato. He's from UndergroundUSA.com and also author of the book, Nullification. Good morning, Frank. Mr. Kyle. All right. Well, here we are. It's finally Friday. Uh, We also understand, of course, that there's the latest developments in Israel. We understand that the uh, IDF has surrounded Gaza City. But at the same time, we've got a U.N official who's resigning in protest because he says Israel is a textbook case of genocide. Oh, the UN is a textbook case of, of pro-Palestinian. Well every said. Yeah. Of, yeah. Every, every one of their votes, uh, you know, yes, we, we want to, we're on board with the ceasefire. Yeah, we, we are, but Hey, we have to make sure that we fall down on the side of the fellow of, of the Palestinians. When's the last time they actually fell to the side of the Israelis when when the Palestinians have attacked them? Never. I, never. Well, yeah, zero. Yeah, and when you've got China and, and Iran holding positions on the Security Council and the Human and the Human Rights Council, you have to laugh at this organization. They haven't done what their mission statement was was chartered out to be. They were supposed to be a body for dialogue to prevent war and prevent genocide, and they failed time after time after time. So guy wants to resign because he's hyper pro-Palestinian, be my guest. Well, we should be we should be pulling back from there because they never fall to the side of peace. No, I, I think you're right. And uh, and and certainly of course. Uh, you know, the uh, the United Nations created Israel, essentially, back in 1948. I'm curious, how long is it going to be before all that is declared racist uh, and <laughs> retroactively bad? And somehow the United Nations will then really start to try to hone in on destroying the state of Israel, uh, at least politically, and saying it needs to be disbanded. I mean, I, I, I'm just I wouldn't be surprised by anything at this point. No, and I and they will do it incrementally, little by little by little by little, until they actually have canceled Israel. You know, they're not going to they're not going to say we're taking your country away, but they're going to have no no teeth in that body. But that's how useless the body is. I mean, think about it. How many times have they stood on the sidelines, wringing their hands when genocide was occurring, as the people in the countries that were being affected by the genocide screamed for help? Right. Sierra Leone, Uganda, you know, Rwanda, just just go right down the line. They've 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 done nothing but talk, talk, talk. And it hasn't avoided any violence. It hasn't avoided any loss of life. But yet every all the countries keep pouring money into that organization, especially the United States, and nothing ever happened. Well, no, you're right. Aid, and this is something people don't understand. This is something people don't understand. They deliver food aid to the docks at, at these third world countries, and the warlords immediately confiscate the food to force people to do what they want to do. Indeed, indeed. You know, 
so so what is it accomplishing? Well, I think you're right. And, you know, it, I think we're going to see a lot more scrutiny. But at the same time, we may see uh, calls for U.N. peacekeepers. There was a, actually an article, I think, in Reuters here a couple of days ago uh, talking about the U.S. may uh, consider something like that because they're trying to figure out what to do in a post-war Gaza. But uh, peacekeepers uh, from the U.N. may just be a worse disaster. Well, in just about every place they've gone, there have been charges against the Blue Helmets that said they were not acting appropriately. And in some cases, in, in African countries, they've turned out to be worse than the thugs that were in control. Right. So, I, you know, why, 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 why are we allowing any of this? Why are we involved in any of this? Uh, let's, first, let's see what's left of Gaza when the Israelis are done, and then, then we can go from there. But a corrupt organization that, that grifts off other nations, soaking them for money every single year, uh, occupying prime land in Manhattan, by the way. You, you, does Mayor Adams want to have, uh, have space for the people who are coming over the border and getting shipped to New York? Kick the United Nations out and give everybody luxury apartments. <laughs> they have a nice building already built uh, that could do that. A nice high rise. You're right. It would look really nice right there on the river and everything. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when you start to get into uh, the immunity that these quote unquote diplomats and their staffs have uh, from the in the United Nations, oh, the yeah. city of New York and anywhere around the United States, it's ridiculous. Well, in, indeed. And uh, it just did it, it, it to host it right now. Of course, obviously, if it was a, if it was a different kind of body, if it if it had a whole different sort of thrust, you know, maybe it might be a different story. But, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely and if you're regional conflict and things like that, it, it can maybe be helpful. But at this high level with the players involved, very difficult. Nine, four, nine, eight, two, two, seventy nine, fifty nine. That's the number to call in. And of course, we've got our good friend. Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com, and, of course, author of the book, Nullification. Good morning again, Frank. Mr. Kyle. <laughs> All right. Well, tell you what, why don't we head on over to the telephone line here real quick. We have callers who are patiently hanging on. Uh, we've got Mary in St. Pete, I believe. Is that you, Mary? It is. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, the, the caller who called in about Dearborn, Michigan, I think what he's talking about is that the big mosque there, the Imod, or Imod, is calling for, I think, I think the study of the religion helps a little bit, waiting for the 12th Ahmad to appear. And before that happens, it seems like there have to be flashes in the sky and the blood has to be, the earth has to be washed with blood. Um, it might be what he's talking about uh, in that he's getting a little bit violent out, up there in Dearborn, Michigan. Um, but the reason I was calling is mm -hmm. that, of course, I'm reading... Uh, alternative news, so to speak, from the computer. And I have not heard a word about bankruptcies from big companies like Evergrande, Rite Aid is filing for bankruptcy, and Johnson & Johnson, and maybe CBS. But I don't hear anything about that in any other news but the things that I'm reading. And I wanted to ask about that just to kind of, check my own resources and see if Frank would have heard about that or read about that. Okay. Um, that's Good question. What I wanted to ask. Good question. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Mary and St. Pete, everybody. What do you think, Frank? 
Well, and uh, to to the first point, uh, she's talking about the Mahdi, and then those are, uh, uh, they call them the Twelvers over in, uh, Ahmadinejad was a Twelver over in Iran when he was around as president over there. And yeah, it's, they're waiting for the, the boy to come from the well. And and there has to be a great bloodletting before that can that can happen. It's almost like sacrifice if you look at it. It's very very weird. Uh, as far as the bankruptcies are concerned, um, yeah, I've I've heard a lot of people are restructuring. They're not going out of business, but this is a result of of what bad policy that the feds have had and bad stewardship at the corporate level. You don't spend beyond your means. You you reinvest capital, and and you watch the trends that are happening not only in the stock market but where the Fed is going to go. You know we talk about this a lot, you and I, Kyle, when we talk about the Federal Reserve. They're not a government agency. They're they're a cabal of the biggest bankers from around the from literally from around the world. We just have the twelve chairs here in the United States, and they manipulate the worth of money. Right. It's not con- not connected to anything tangible. It's not we're not on the gold standard. They set rates, artificial rates, to manipulate money. And when they need to print more, they do. And when they need to shut that machine down, down they do that too. So you you've got morons like Janet Yellen, and you know people think that's a little little rude, but it's not. Look at her policies; they're horrific. They have no fiscal discipline at all, and she comes out and says, "Yeah, we can afford we can afford a, a two theater war," <laughs> which is not right at all. That's not true. No, yeah. it's absolutely not. We can't afford any war because we're I think thirty three trillion dollars in debt now, mm-hmm. and then they and they just keep printing money. Congress keeps spending money. Biden keeps spending money, giving money away to anybody who asks for it, except for the taxpayers. Right. Well, that's exactly right. Tell you what, let's hit another telephone call. Bob and Banning, is that you? Is that Bob and Banning on line one? Well, for 60 years, we've been under the tax and spend Democrats. President Kennedy's policy of cutting taxes, cutting spending. They didn't like him, the socialist Democrats. And they got him out of the way. And we've had 60 years of tax and spend, tax and spend, and these people, I went to the Wharton School, they'd flunk out, you know, Janet Yellen would flunk out of the Wharton School. She'd be flipping uh, burgers at Burger King. And what we've got to do, the country's being destroyed by the runaway uh, uh, invasion of the country, which is depressing wages. And, and we have a squeeze on profits because of uh, mm-hmm. wages being raised too high. And we don't have an equitable foreign policy. An equitable foreign policy treats all nations the same. We don't favor uh, Israel because of emotionalism. And um, anti-Semitism is bad, but anti-Muslim is is bad. And the UN, uh, whether we like it or not, represents world public opinion. And world public opinion is saying that Israel is using excessive force and technically engaging in uh, in a genocide. Okay. Okay. So, so, so that's your comment about, uh, about the UN or about American foreign policy. So let's give, uh, let's give Frank a chance to, to respond. Well, the foreign policy and domestic policy are tied together. Okay. So let's, so let's, let's give Frank a chance to respond. 
I appreciate it, Bob. Uh, hold on. Uh, and uh, Frank, what do you think about what Bob and Banning is saying? Well, he's he's right about the about the two economies being intermingled because we have a globalist world. If we were being constitutional about things, we would be making sure the economy here in the United States is is executed properly first, and then our benevolence would go overseas. But we don't do that anymore. We're just, we're throwing money we don't have overseas constantly to see no results. Um, as to his his idea that. Uh, that Israel is, is using excessive force, I couldn't disagree more. I couldn't disagree more. You don't lob 5,000 rockets into civilian areas and say that that doesn't call for a response. It absolutely calls for a response, and especially since ever since the beginning of the country of Israel, which the United, like you said before, the United Nations this chartered Israel. Right. This is it. After World War II, this is your homeland because Hitler extinguished six million Jews, among millions of others, I might add. But ever since their creation, the Arab world has sought to push them into the sea. That's you, right. You look, no, to you come look to the America. The attacks that the Arab world has, has executed against Israel, and you're trying to tell me that they should just take 5,000 rockets and, and go to the ceasefire? There, well, there, there's there's something in the Islamic culture called a hudna, and and the Islamic culture has executed it dozens of times with Israel, and what a hudna is is the appearance of a ceasefire to regroup, rearm, and re-strategize. That's what the Arab world, especially Hamas, Hezbollah, Palestinian Isla, Islamic Brigade, all of these terror groups that occupy the that are in the West Bank and Gaza and on the outskirts. They execute this all the time. So mm -hmm. to say that we should look at these two sides equally, that's ridiculous. Well, and nobody called for Hamas to suddenly ceasefire the rockets while the whole thing was going on. Nobody said hardly a word about the actual massacre, you know, that uh, and then and then you have the the uh, the Hamas deputy foreign minister. That's a joke. Uh, come on and say, well, we didn't have it. We didn't expect to kill anybody like that. We were just going after military people. And I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because it's absurd. Absolutely. And and in the Islamic culture, and this is written and, and alluded to in the Quran and the Hadith, the Islamic world has an obligation to Muslims throughout the world to give them aid. So there's no reason the God that the Palestinians shouldn't be absorbed into the Islamic world. They have an obligation to do this, but no, they want Israel's land. Indeed, they they want Israel's land, and they're willing to to launch five thousand rockets into an urban area and all and all across the country of Israel because they want their land. This is this is a, a blatant violation of what the Islamic faith says. Muslims around the world are supposed to reach out and take care, and this is, and this is a direct edict from from Muhammad, to take care of their fellow Muslims. How many refugees are being absorbed into the Arab world? Yeah, zero. I'm pretty sure zero. zero. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Egypt and Jordan forbade it. The telephone line, of course, nine four nine eight two two seven nine fifty nine. The number again, nine four nine eight double two. 7959. And uh, right back here with us is Frank Salvato. Good morning, Frank, again. 
Mr. Kyle. Well, you know, we've got another caller who's been patiently waiting on the line. I think this might be Backgammon Bob. Uh, is this Backgammon Bob? Good morning. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, I want to say a couple couple things to Kyle. Sure. Number one on the UN, we need to get them out of this country. They're nothing but a place for spies to come into this country. They're an expense. And like, and like you mentioned, they have this immunity, which they can do anything, double park, anything. We just need to get them out of this country. Probably, probably Europe, but maybe even Beijing, for all I care. The second thing is we need to bring a lot of our uh, things back to this country. We don't need to be in these foreign entanglements. We, like you said, we have to take care of this country first. We need to get our borders secure. We need to get our economy secure. On Israel, Israel is like I draw it analogous to a house in which you've got a back bedroom in which there are a bunch of criminals in, which are trying, which are ready to take over your house or trying to. You got to take that and just wall them off, and that's what they need to do. To, that's what they need to do to to Gaza, and they've started to do that because uh, Netanyahu is expelling all the uh, Palestinians out of Israel and suspending all aid. They just need, need to totally shut that place off. And uh, that mm-hmm. the last thing I want to mention is this is essentially a religious war because the Muslims thing is to basically first they want to get rid of the Jews, and after that. They want to uh, get rid of the Christians, too, down at the core of their religion. You can see that. What do you think, Frank? Well, it's, it's absolutely spot on. This is If you've read the Koran and the Hadith, and you have to read them together in order for it to make perfect sense, but according to their religious scriptures, it is a, it is a, a dogma that is supposed to rule the world with everybody else, every other ideology, being subservient to Islam, it says that they are, are supposed to smite the Jew that hides behind the rock. Those are those are the words in the text. And and as far as it being a holy war, it's always been a holy war for the Islamists and the Islamofascists. Um, when we right. talk about you know after nine eleven, we kept saying radical Islam is is insane. Radical Islam has to be combated. It's not radical. If you're a devout Muslim and you follow the word of Muhammad to the T, this is what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, this is this is what a devout that's, Muslim that's who what follows they teach the Quran and the Hadith to the letter. This is what's expected of them. So for us to be shocked at this is ridiculous. If you look at the acts of of aggression throughout the history of Islam, which has not been around since forever, it, it began six hundred in in the in the seventh the seventh century. You know, it's a it's not like Christianity, it's not like Judaism. It, it's it's relatively, as far as religions are concerned, it's relatively new. It's the new kid yeah. on the block. So for them to be claiming right. holy places that Jews have been in for 3,000 years, that's just ridiculous. You know, Muhammad, Muhammad was nothing more than a warlord who went to, into a cave and came, and came back and said he saw a bunch of revelations and stuff. That's he, right. He was nothing a, more than a conquering warlord. Yeah, he went, he, went out, he went out into the desert and said that Allah had, t- had talked to him directly and then started, because he was illiterate, and I know that's going to garner me another fatwa. I've already got one on my head from the cleric over in Saudi Arabia. But he was illiterate, and his Jewish wife helped him initially start to write the Quran. 
Well, of course, but what we're seeing today, though, of course, as you as you mentioned, you know, this is, you know, historically, you know, you go back to Jerusalem, the original inhabitants there were Jebusites, if I recall correctly. Uh, but a lot of this, the land of Israel was originally the land of Canaan, uh, which uh, the which the uh, children of Israel came in and subdued, starting with Jericho, basically. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so there's a there's a historic footprint there, um, even though you might see the word Palestine used in conjunction with, say, the, the Roman times back then, uh, as far as I can recall, uh, it, it, there, there isn't a Palestinian homeland in that area other than to say maybe Jordan, for example. Now, people who were back in the in the days of the Roman Empire, um, they called them Philistines. And they were people who were who were expelled from the Roman Empire proper to wander to have no land. They were nomads. So this idea that they've got historical roots in the, in Israel and especially in Jerusalem, it's a false narrative. Well, and it, and oh, I don't mean to interrupt, Frank, but the but even so, you know, there seems to be you know the a notion these days that you you don't. You don't commit genocide on other people, that you don't try to, uh, you know, eliminate them from the face of the earth. I mean, if this was anything other than the Palestinians, quote unquote, going against the Israelis, if this was happening in another land, in another country, two different peoples, uh, there would be a huge outcry. But this seems to be like, well, no, it's really okay because, you know, the the Palestinians have a point here that that this is what we're hearing. Well, this is... This is another example of an ideology taking hold and and the manipulation of, of truth to the masses. We, you know, some people who are brave enough to say it talk about what Mao did, talk about what Stalin did. There's there's nothing non-genocidal about their takeovers of, of the countries that they were running. Tens of millions of people. Right. An ideology like, like Islam that pretty much mirrors a Marxist ideology as well when it comes to conquest. Right. And nobody wants to put two and two together. So, Bob, uh, uh, backgammon, Bob, you had something else you wanted to say? Yes, I just wanted to say one thing. Uh, genocide is against a race. The Jews are are a religion. They are not a race, right? No, I, be- I believe it's a dual It's a dual thing there. It is a, it is a religious state, but that state is based on the on the Jewish dogma. So, you know. Um, the right. In other words, what I'm saying is, if if, if a uh, Westerner converts to, to Judaism, they're considered a Jew, aren't they? Right, but they also have they also get a homeland. They can be re- repatriated with Israel as a citizen. That's what I'm saying. They, yeah. So in, in <clears throat> essence, you can't commit genocide against the Jews because they are not a race; they are a religion. No. Anyway, I I, I, I believe the the. The definition of genocide has kind of morphed over the years. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. All right. Thanks a lot, Kyle. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks. Uh, Backgammon Bob, call anytime. And uh, always great to hear from you. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, Frank, it just seems like the the world has just sort of gone crazy. That's the technical 50 cent political science term, I think, <laughs> that we're supposed to use for it. <clears throat> Pardon me. But it it, uh, it does. When you have people who are walking out, they actually walked out of a Hillary Clinton lecture at Columbia, yeah. I think, because uh, they're saying that Israel is responsible 
for the October 7th attack. You know, I'm going to I'm going to say this again and again, and it's a truth that needs to be repeated and we need to start saying it louder. College students are supposed to be going to these institutions to learn. They're not supposed to be declaring truth. They're, right. <laughs> they're, they're just one year out of high school. and You're trying to tell me that they know about they know intimately about world policy and world events. They don't know Jack. They don't know Jack. And, and when they get out of college, you know, if you want to put it in a context of a corporation, they don't go straight up to executive vice president. They got to work their way up there because they need to learn. So just because you've got countries like Qatar, or as MSNBC has to say, Qatar, you know, just because you have countries like that throughout the Middle East who are dumping money, and this includes China, by the way, yeah. dumping money into the university systems to propagandize kids who don't know anything yet, to, to, to manipulate it, them into thinking that they do know about world events without even bothering to go to class to study it. That's, we've got to take another look at our university system because the yeah. administrators have completely failed in their obligation to install critical thinking into college students. Indeed. Right now, they throw on the scarf, march through the street, say they know everything. And they got they a don't. slogan, and they got a slogan. But, yeah, Frank Silvato, thanks very much. We're going to talk to you on Monday, sir. Stay long, man. You too. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerSarasota.com. AM 930, The Answer. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills. You can't see it, taste it, or smell it. Suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap, and the dealer might not even know. Keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. If you like the podcast, please leave a comment, a rating, subscribe, most importantly, and go on over to undergroundusa.com and subscribe to the Substack. It will bring anything new that we do directly to you, circumventing the censors and the so-called fact-checkers. And don't forget to pick up your copy of Nullification, the case for decentralizing the federal government, available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon.com. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.